0: It is a Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. On today's show, we are going to talk about the nationally televised schedule for the NHL. We're also going to talk about the athletics point projection for each individual Florida Panthers skater. And we are going to ask a question. Are we being too harsh about the Panthers offseason? Are we giving them too much praise? Where do our expectations lie? And are they justified? for the Panthers all on this Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hey, welcome to this Friday, September 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, We're to your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On. NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and still Roden will be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Cats fans, we are officially. 34 days away from opening night. John Van Biesbrook days away from opening night. And I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. And it's funny how you discussed something earlier in the week. We spoke with the guys from Locked On Senators on Tuesday's show. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to it, uh, if you want to queue it up, uh, Right after this one or even pause this one and listen, go listen to that one prior to this episode. We discussed really about the nationally televised uh, schedule that it wasn't out at the time. But based on the structure of the schedule, we could possibly see what kind of games could be aired for the Panthers on the national stage. But just a few days ago on Wednesday, the nationally televised schedule came out for the entire NHL. And, you know, usually on Wednesdays, most NHL teams are off. And that's when they have the rivalry night, uh, special Wednesday night hockey for at least when I grew up watching it. It was mostly on NBCSN uh, as the Wednesday night game, while most of the NHL uh, was off that day. So most times Panthers would be off on Wednesdays. But the home opener against the Philadelphia Flyers will be played October 19th on TNT. So the the broadcasters aren't aren't uh announced yet as who will be calling that game, but I'm going to assume it's a pair of Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchak um in that in that game for for TNT. Also, the the Panthers have another nationally televised game on TNT on December 21st against the up-and-coming New Jersey Devils. I'm expecting a better, way better season. From the New Jersey Devils, even though goalie goaltending is still a question uh for them. So an, two Wednesday night hockey games, nationally televised schedule for the Panthers. Then the Panthers have five more uh games on ESPN plus slash Hulu. Uh they're the only their second home game of the season to start uh against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a West Coast games. Uh, West Coast game, excuse me, at San Jose, uh, late Thursday night going into Friday morning, likely going to be a late night Fairbanks Friday on that uh, day, Uh, December 28th uh, against Detroit, another Thursday game, Uh, the 13th against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the 30th, uh, December 30th, which is a Friday night going into Saturday against the Carolina Hurricanes. And, the, and these are subject to change throughout the season. So, because we saw as many times last season, just two or three weeks before said game, that they would be shifted from Bally Sports Florida slash Bally Sports Sun um, to ESPN Plus. And really, the ESPN Plus slash Hulu uh, games really only affect the people who live in the markets of where to go to get these games for me who doesn't who doesn't live in south florida anymore the procedure stays the same for me in order to get a game because any out of uh, market panther game i can get the valley sports florida feed from espn plus the only difference is it's a different broadcast crew of doing the game so nationally televised once again really it's really only down to 2 for the Panthers but if you want to count ESPN plus/hulu slash I, I go knock yourself out but the puck report uh slash and has had a tweet out about the amount of games that the that the NHL will be broadcasting on all various platforms i'm going to actually uh share that with you real quick on a full screen for people on the youtube make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel so you'll see what everything that I'm seeing right now so this tweet from puck report NHL uh 62 games on TNT 103 games on multiple ESPN networks 15 on ABC 36 on ESPN 1 on ESPN 2 78 on ESPN plus 53 on Hulu but then let's look at the team breakdowns and this is kind of this is kind of the impression that I'm getting based on this graph um this chart excuse me alone, is that the NHL is doing a mix of stars, marketing stars, versus teams that have resumes, teams that have been there for a long time, teams who have won in their past, even if they're not an original six team. And for example, Anaheim, Nobody's expecting Anaheim to be a playoff team, maybe a bubble playoff team. But what do they have? A marketable star in Trevor egress. Mason McTavish had an incredible World Junior Championship for Team Canada. That's going to result in more nationally televised games for the Anaheim Ducks. Boston Bruins, a, a team that has been around for a long time, an original 16, 14, 14, despite missing Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy. Buffalo Sabers, not an original six team, but uh, a team ha- who the, the market for hockey is crazy over there in Buffalo. So a bit uh, a, a good hockey market over there in Buffalo. So you you market places like that. Carolina that ha- that has been a team that has been on the doorstep to possibly making the Stanley Cup final, and you know they've been knocking at the door for years. So they're they are justified. Colorado just recently won a cup. So th- that that's justified. Chicago is – I have mixed feelings about it. Chicago has four teams. It's obvious that they're tanking this year. They have no intention of trying to win. But, of course, the, the brand sells itself. And that's what's going to cause the Chicago Blackhawks to have more nationally televised games. And if you're talking better team and what's more watchable – of course the Panthers should have more nationally televised games than the Chicago Blackhawks. The Panthers have 7, the Blackhawks have 14. But with the product on the ice and everything that has gone on with the Chicago Blackhawks off the ice, I don't know if it's a good idea to put this many uh games on on the national stage. But hey, the NHL wants to make their money and they want to uh they want to please the fan bases of of Chicago and people who happen to be fans outside the region of Chicago because there's they they travel well wherever they go. So th- that's a little bit of mixed feelings there. Dallas uh great goalie and Jake Godinger le- left a la- great lasting impression last season. Jason Robertson is uh, another one in the mix. Detroit young promising players, Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, their captain Dylan Larkin even though he's up for a contract uh, Edmonton, that's justified. Minnesota, justified. Kirill the Thrill, we want to see more Kirill the Thrill. Uh, Penguins with Sidney Crosby, uh, Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> Philadelphia is weird. Of course, I think they want to put more of John Tortorella in people's faces, and um, it, it's going to be an interesting, interesting year in Philly. That is the the team that they could either be middle of the pack or get number one overall. They're not a playoff team. Of course, New York Rangers have been in the Eastern Conference Final just recently, and they have probably one of the best goaltenders in the in the world right now. St. Louis, they recently won a cup, so I can that can be a little bit of justified. Seattle, ten, that could be a little bit justified them being a new franchise and having two promising players in Shane Wright and Matty Berniers. Tampa Bay just recently won a cup. Toronto, the they're like the Yankees of the NHL. Of course, they're always going to get their games no matter how bad they are. I, I mean, maybe Toronto's more of like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they haven't won anything. Uh also Queen Elizabeth was in power the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won a Stanley Cup. So that's how long Queen Elizabeth II has been uh in power. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Vegas, that one, that one I don't understand. Uh, especially with their two goaltenders, Laurent Broussois and Robin Leonard being being out, that one I don't get. Washington, I understand. But the Vegas, Chicago, I don't understand. St. Louis, I don't really understand that much. Uh, those are the three that is really iffy. San Jose, obviously tanking as well. They have more nationally televised games than the Panthers. And a lot of their players from their Stanley Cup run a few years ago are have been making their way out of the franchise and they're in clear, clear rebuild mode, uh, for the San Jose sharks. So seven nationally televised games for the Panthers for now, for now, depending on how well they do, we're going to get some more. I mean, listen, they weren't on, on the national stage, uh, really, or really at all in the season. And then as they were winning more games, we saw a TNT game. We saw an ESPN Sunday game against Detroit last season. Let's not forget that. So, you know, uh, and, they're going. The NHL is going to to a mix of players who are marketable and teams who have a history. So that's so. I'm I'm glad that we I get to see Trevor Zegras more. People want to see Trevor Zegras. People want to see Lucas Raymond. People want to see Moritz Cider. But I want to see the Kachuk brothers face off against each other on the national stage. What about that? Ottawa only has one nationally televised game here in the U.S. But what about a Kachuk versus Kachuk? Come on, man! Come on, NHL. Let, let's let's get the let's get that one in in the on the national stage for people to watch. Of course, people outside of the region can watch on ESPN Plus if they have a subscription. But people who don't, we need to get those games into their televisions. That's for sure. In segment number two, we are going to go over point projections for the Florida Panthers due to Dom Lustrichen's model from The Athletic. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Online. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for, for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league development, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and sports. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment number two here on this Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And we have some point projections out for uh, every team in the National Hockey League uh, from Dom Luchichin of The Athletic. And whew, uh, this one is – this one I don't really understand. And I'm scrambling right now in order to get the screen uh screen share up. But I'm going to start reading them. I'm going to start reading them to you guys while I am gathering. uh the screen share for, uh, for this, but it has right now it has a breakdown. Oh, oh, got it right here. This was, uh, thank you to, by the way, thank you to, uh, David Rodriguez, uh, at David nine, five, four FLA, um, and host of the FLA cats hockey podcast, um, shared a point projection, uh, list for the Panthers. And hold on, let me zoom out real quick. And the following has Barkov with 37 goals, 53 assists, 90 points in 78 games. Doesn't make sense to me because he had 88 points in 67 games. Le- like just about the same in less games and Alexander Barkov is in the it just is right in the, his prime right there. Matthew Kachuk, 86 points in 82 games when he had 104 in 82. And maybe those numbers are inflated because I don't know, playing with Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm and if if I'm Paul Maurice I'm I I would put him on that second line first to start off the season with uh with Sam Bennett and maybe a, a Colin White uh in in the mix uh on that line. But I don't see that much of a uh, almost 18 points less than last season when when this guy's just beginning his prime. I, that one I don't quite understand. Uh Sam Reinhart, th- 33 goals and 40 assists in 73 games when he had 82 points in 78. He has uh Don Lustichin has Rhino at 13 power play goals, just like he did last season. So that's not gonna go away for uh Sam Reinhardt. At least the projections say that it's not going to. Aaron Eckblad. This one I don't understand at all because last season, even before his injury, Eckblad was averaging about a point per game. This model shows that he'll be about 17 points off of being a point per game, while Aaron Ekblad at the 61 game mark was just four points off being a point per game. So is Aaron Ekblad going to slow down that much? That's a question. That's that's that remains to be seen. We have to, of course, allow the games to be played in order to to really see if that manifests or not anton lindell 20 23 goals 33 assists in 50 um in 50 um, 56 points in 75 games played projection wise of course 44 points in 65 this is a little bit of a of a leap for anton lindell could have been a 20 goal uh score in his first season, of course. Um if it weren't for injury, would have been in a conversation for the Calder. But even if even if Anton Lindell uh doesn't necessarily get to 30 goals, even gets to 25 even, um that's a step in the right direction for Anton Lindell. And of course he's gonna be playing big penalty kill minutes as well, along with Alexander Barkov. But who knows how Paul Maurice is going to shake that up. Carver Hagee. 25 goals and 28 um and 28 assists, 53 points in 77 games played. Uh, projection. While he had 24 goals and 31 assists in 50 uh, um 55 points in 78 last season. Listen, Carver Hagee left a great lasting impression last year in the postseason and in the beginning of this new contract. This was a, one of the diamonds in the rough that Bill Zito found. And if he's going to play with Alexander Barkov on that same line, uh then I assume it's going to be around the same, around the same production. So that one could be, that one could be, that one could be correct. Who knows? Again, we got to let the games play. Sam Bennett, 23, uh, 23 goals and 24 assists, 47 points in 76 games played. Um, This has Sam Bennett's production being down from the season before. Uh, And who knows? We don't know if Anton Lindell is going to eventually become the 2C this year. It could I'm I'm hoping. The hope is for it to be as soon as next year while while Anton Lindell learns a little bit um at the beginning and hey, if if Anton Lindell takes a little bit of a leap um in the beginning and ends up being the 2C uh this year, hey, even better. Um that that's that's what we that's, that's what we've been talking about even before Anton Lindell even signed his ELC. Anthony Duclair, 17 goals, 18 assists, 35 points in 53 games played Played this, this upcoming season. That's the point prediction. While he had 31 goals, 27 assists in 74 games. 53 games played this season is a little bold. Um, I'm going to say somewhere around 40 um, that he's going to play. This one is probably the hardest one to judge based on we don't know how explosive he's going to be when he comes back because it it listen when it comes to the Achilles that first step is all very important and the mental side of it as well in and, and how aggressive you're going to skate once you tear an Achilles or tear a ligament in your knee um that's going to be the hardest part of it all for anyone so 53 games played for Anthony Duclair is very generous. I think he's going to be somewhere hope maybe around like 40, 40 to 45. So and if and if you get 12 15 goals out of Duclair once he comes back, that I think that's a victory for the Panthers. So um Don could be right on the point production for Anthony Duclair, but just might be slightly off on games played coming up for um for Duke. The one I disagree with probably the most is Gus Forsling and I'm very high on Gus Forsling. If you've been listening to the show really ever since the trade when when they traded Mackenzie Weger to Calgary, Gus Forsling has been the guy I've been talking about really the, mo- the most, and really praising the most for the Panthers. Don Lustrichen has him at 9 goals and 23 assists, 32 points in 77 games, while Forsling had 10 goals and 27 assists. 37 points in 71 games and this one I agree with most why it's obvious because of the of of the additional role that Gustav Forsling is going to be playing this season for the Panthers going to be playing some uh top pair minutes with Aaron Ekblad which means his production is going to go up so the fan, the that's why when we talk about with locked on centers who's going to bring the biggest fantasy jump this season fantasy and reality um i'm going to say gus Forsling is the most obvious answer that is the safest bet anton lindell is second in line uh as a as a as a as a bet to to have, to increase uh I- increase their uh production but I, I think that Gus forsling I think that Gus forsling it's a safe bet that that he is going to take the Panthers um and I, I I don't know I don't know where Dom find will find Gus forsling as far as like where he plays I I don't know how much he watches the Panthers but if if you know that you're going to be on the top pair along with Aaron Ekblad. Then why is the why is the point projection that low for Gus Forzling? And I'm gonna do one more before we transition to the third and final segment. And this one I believe probably makes uh, the most sense. Really, of this one, age is a big factor in it. Patrick Hornquist, 13 goals and 17 assists, 30 goal, 30 points, excuse me, in 75 games played. While he had 11 goals, 17 assists and 20, uh, 28 points in 65 games. Of course, he's going to be part of power play too, more than likely. And in clutch situations, uh, late game situations, um, par- probably in desperation, desperate times, we could see Paul Maurice put Patrick Hornquist out there and play uh, bigger minutes, of course, trusting a veteran presence on this uh, Panthers roster more than likely. But don't be surprised if the production of Patrick Hornquist is, is down based on age and based on uh how based on the fact that patrick hornquist might be a little slower in this part of his uh career but yeah here's the point projections for everyone else if you want to uh if you want to kind of look at it for yourself these are the rest of the the rest of the list is like um the bottom pairing uh defensemen and a lot of the role players who are going to be part of this team the bottom six uh, lines as well. Those, those are, um, those are a little bit, but I wanted to go over like the top, uh, 10, uh, point projection for the Panthers of where I think, uh, where, whether I agree or disagree with Don Luchichin's, uh, model here, um, based on where he sees the Florida Panthers. So in segment number three, we've been talking all off season, based on where we believe this Florida Panthers team is going to be this season. And ask ourselves is a little is it a little too harsh? Is it just right? Or are we giving too much praise to Bill Zito and what he's done this offseason? And there are no wrong answers here, but we're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, September 9th edition of the show. And I wanted to tease you guys uh, in, at the end of segment number two and just ask ourselves and discuss, really. And really, really ask yourselves this tonight. And ask yourselves, is, is Everybody around the Florida Panthers, the national landscape, are we all too harsh on the Panthers? Are we giving them too much praise based on their future, or is it just right for this Panthers team on where they are and how how honest are we with them? And, of course, games got to be played, and... We are going to see in just a few weeks how it's going to turn out, and I. That's this is what this, this is the tough part about the offseason. Of course, talking about this team because we're trying to envision, and we literally immediately once free agency hit and seen the lack of moves, even before the trade. We said that the Panthers were taking a step back. Of course, the salary cap is where it is with the buyout of Keith Yano and Scott Darling. And, of course, there was the trade, big trade. The Of course, Panthers get better in the long term versus a one- to two-year window. And if everything flops with uh, this Panthers team and Huberto still signed long-term, you have that opportunity to trap yourselves long-term if this flops, if it flopped, because, it, it of course, Hubert and we aren't here anymore. And, of course, the question's about the defense. But the expectations for the Panthers is around round one, round two. If they make it, awesome. But a lot of betting websites, a lot of them have the Panthers Getting to the Stanley Cup final, some of them making it to the Eastern Conference final as well. And that's awesome. But what has been, what has made these last two seasons, about to be three, enjoyable for me personally, as the host of this show, was the fact that the expectation for the Panthers has been so low. And what, let's go year by year, these last three years. Expectation in the twenty twenty one season when we're they're all in pods, I was thinking about a fourth or fifth place bubble team going into the into the end of the season in a fifty six game season. What happened? They finished second. Just last season, a second place finish behind the Tampa Bay Lightning is what I predicted. What happened? not only do they win the division but they win the president's trophy. This year? Let let's uh before I get to this year. Actually. Panthers have exceeded expectations both those times. That has made the season more enjoyable for me. So, how do we make this season more enjoyable for all of us? is to have our expectations, not high. And, you know, on paper is what it is. We know where the Panthers stand on paper. But of course, if you interview every single Florida Panthers player, they're going to have all the confidence in the world that they could even go out and win it all, of course. If I'm a player in that locker room, I'm thinking the same thing, whether it's a team coming right off the President's Trophy in the Florida Panthers, or I'm a team that's near the bottom of the bottom on paper. You're always going to believe that you're going to win. And the best part about this Florida Panthers team going to this season is that they have a taste of winning now. A little bit. A little bit. So. The expectation for the Panthers, at most, would be a second-round finish for the Panthers. But would you, the Florida Panther fan, be surprised at all if they go, if they make it to the Stanley Cup final? I wouldn't. Because you have foundational pieces there. Yeah, Huberto's gone. Yeah, Uyghur's gone. Markov and Ekblad are still there. Bobrovsky's still there, even though we don't know how he's going to look going into this season, because you just can't predict how a goalie is going to look from year in and year out. But if any he looks anything like he did last season, this team is going to be in a good position. But it comes down to expectations in order to really have fun this season. And that's where... I'm going to leave you guys with today because now it's we have to start getting into that mindset of the season. It's, it's basically here. A week from today is going to be the prospect tournament in Raleigh, North Carolina, where the Florida Panthers prospects will be taking on Carolinas, Nashville's, and Tampa Bay's prospects over there in Raleigh. Last year it was held in Wesley Chapel. This year is held in Raleigh. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be... We, we know that this is still a team that on paper should make the postseason. But then once the games start, it's anybody's, it's anybody's chance for the cup. No matter what betting odds say. And whatever is on paper. Because we've seen eighth, eighth seeds make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. We saw a Tampa Bay team that won the President's Trophy take a step back on paper and then go out there and win it all. Why can't that be the Panthers? So, if those happen, if they even make it to the Stanley Cup final or even make it to the Eastern Conference final, we are... As excited as can be. But what are your expectations? Ask yourselves that. You can actually, if you want, if you guys want, you could tweet it at me at monoman12 or at LO underscore FLI Panthers. What are your specific expectations? Mine are, once again, second round, back to it. But wouldn't be surprised if they get any further. And anything past that, for me, is an emotional bonus. And once again, that's what I'm going to leave you here with, with today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. This was a fun episode uh, for you guys going over the national tele, nationally televised schedule. Don't freak out just yet, guys. If the Panthers do well, there's going to be more of these. And hopefully none of these ESPN Plus slash Hulu ones. Actual ESPN and TNT ones. So the product on on the ice is going to speak for itself for the Panthers. And also the point product projections they're going to speak for themselves as well once the Panthers do hit the ice and it's time to get emotionally ready. So can't wait Panther fans. Um next week we are going to have hopefully another preseason divisional crossover uh either monday or tuesday don't know just yet uh so make sure you subscribe to youtube channel uh subscribe to the podcast uh make make sure you subscribe to that so you'll know uh which when the crossovers will be available to you on video or podcast so in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast you'll be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, where they'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Sarman Mondevelez signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.